Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast possessed from the beginning. Let us pray. O God, who does instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant by the same Spirit that we may be truly wise, and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Philip Neri, pray for us. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Blessed Juvenal, pray for us. Blessed Salvio, pray for us. St. John Henry, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. John of God, pray for us. St. Jean de Brebeuf, pray for us. St. Luke, pray for us. St. Mark G, pray for us. St. Andrew Kim, pray for us. St. Andre Bisset, pray for us. St. Martin de Porres, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. St. Peter Claver, pray for us. St. Antoninus, pray for us. St. Catherine of Siena, pray for us. St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. St. Marie of the Incarnation, pray for us. St. Kateri, pray for us. St. Bequita, pray for us. St. Alfonso, pray for us. St. Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us. St. Therese of Lisieux, pray for us. Blessed Catherine of St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Elizabeth of Hungary, pray for us. All you angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 10, chapter 124. I should also briefly note what happened to the fathers when the buildings I have mentioned were being bought. In 1581, they were thinking of buying the convent of nuns of St. Elizabeth, which were adjacent to our house, after the nuns had been ordered to move somewhere else by Giacomo Savelli, the then vicar of the city. This was because our property was so confined that it could not be extended except by buying that convent. However, when Philip heard that the fathers were considering this, he was so far from agreeing to their desires that he actively opposed them. First of all, he said, you must pay off the debt you contracted in order to complete the essential work on the church, because it's wrong for you to take on a new obligation of 5,000 crowns, that was the estimated price, when you are in debt already. In fact, Philip was in hopes that the convent would shortly come into their hands to the help of God and at the expense of others. Nevertheless, the fathers let themselves be guided by human prudence and determined to bring the matter to a conclusion. All the interested parties had already met in the presence of the judge, who was Mario Marzi, and the notary, who was to write the names of the witnesses to the contract. And they had already reached the point of settling the price when the judge suddenly declared that he was not satisfied with the guarantors of the stipulated money, and everyone had to depart without concluding the business. The money, 
had been requested simply as a sum without naming anyone, as is normally done in cases like this. When they told the Holy Father about this, he began by thanking God and then said, they, meaning our fathers, will never get hold of that convent at their own expense as they imagine. He was proved right. Scarcely five months later, Cardinal Pietro Donato Cesi bought it out of his own pocket on the 30th of June. Such was his generosity of mind that he gave it freely to the fathers in the following year, on January 15th. As well as the convent, he also bought the house next door, that of the Arditi, and for no small price. On the 13th of August, the same year, 1582. And he made it over to the fathers on February 28th, 1583. These are the two houses that our community live in at present. As well as that, there were two other houses bought for us by the same Cardinal Pietro Donati Cesi, who gave 3,000 crowns for them in order to build the apse of the high altar. That wasn't the end of his generosity to the fathers, for he left us 8,000 crowns in his will to construct the apse. And although the sum was not sufficient for the entire work, a large proportion of the structure was paid for by him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does there seem to be this separation between what they, the fathers, were doing, buying these houses, trying to buy these houses, and St. Philip? Wasn't he living with them? Well, the answer is no. They were living there at the Chiesa Nuova, near the church, in a kind of cramped quarters. And St. Philip was living about two kilometers away, about a mile away, half a mile, it's hard to say exactly, at San Girolamo, where he's been living since he was a priest. So St. Philip has been living in the same church, same room for 30 years. And although his fathers went to San Giovanni the Florentines and lived there for a while, he didn't live with them. And now when the Pope has set up this congregation, Six years later, he's still not living with them. They're living at the Chiesa Nuova. He's living at San Girolamo. And so they're in trying to purchase this house while their superior is living in a different place. And so he's hearing what they're trying to do. They're trying to do something according to their own lights. And Philip says it's not going to work. So part of the lack of communication is because they're living in different places. Well, in 1583, the Pope will command Philip to move in to the 
new houses. He must go live with his sons. Now, while Phillips is not living there, they're trying to make a decision about what to do. And this should remind us that housing is important. Where we live, the conditions in which we live is important. But notice that they were trying to buy this property from nuns. And St. Philip was uneasy about it. Philip thought they were acting just from human prudence. Prudence is right reason about things to be done. This made sense to them. They wanted it. And so they began to use the means they had to acquire it. It seemed like that was the only thing they had to do. Only thing they could do. But the wisdom of God is greater than human wisdom. And St. Philip had this sort of higher wisdom. He grasped that there was another way. And that the Lord would somehow provide by another way. So tonight, if we think that we have found the only way to some solution, if we've arrived at some position of which we think we have no other way out, we just have to do this thing. Let us ask St. Philip to pray for us. Let us ask our spiritual father to pray for us. And let us make sure that we really have reached the only option there is. But quite often we'll discover that there is a wisdom that comes from above. There is another possibility. There's another door that might be opened. But we have to be patient. We have to wait on the Lord. We have to wait on his timing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.